Welcome to the First Responder to Rich's Remo Show, the podcast dedicated to helping first responders earn additional income and create lasting wealth through real estate. Each week, we'll break down complex concepts, debunk myths, and interview a variety of industry leaders to help you thrive beyond your professional calling. And now here's your host, top producing mortgage broker, real estate investor, and fellow first responder, Scott Sarai. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the First Responder to Riches podcast. I am your host, Scott Sarai. And we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here to begin the episode, and then we'll get into this week's topic. But we never like to timestamp these episodes because we want our listeners to always be able to listen to them and for them to always be relevant. Uh, but as a first responder, and especially a firefighter, I would be naive or remiss or insensitive along some lines to not mention um, today is August 18th. I'm in the studio recording this podcast. And last night we had those wildfires explode in West Kelowna of BC and the Central Caribou region of uh, Shushwap and Adams Lake. Now, this happens every year. Wildfires are not new to us. Uh, as a structural firefighter, we don't deal with it that often, but we do go out to help uh, when the province calls for help. Uh, these two fires in particular are near and dear to my heart uh, because my in-laws live in Shushwap and our property. Uh, the fire as of um, today at 4 p.m. Pacific is on the doorstep of our property. And I have family in West Kelowna and Kelowna that had to evacuate in the middle of the night last night. So I just want to say, um, you know, I'm a little heavy hearted right now. I just want to say from the bottom uh, of my heart and my wife's heart, um, our thoughts and prayers are with all those affected uh, by the wildfires right now. I do know uh, lower mainland fire departments are sending up trucks and firefighters to help and aid the combat fight against the wildfires, especially in the one in Kelowna. There was a lot of properties left last night and I cannot imagine what everyone's going through up there. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, to bring light to the situation. I know I'm time stamping this episode now, but I think it's important to say that uh, uh, our thoughts are with all those affected. Okay, so on a lighter note, this one's gonna be a, a quick and light episode. I wanna go over the four top questions that I get asked as a mortgage broker. Now being a people person, uh, first and foremost, as well as a first responder, and then as a mortgage broker, I have a lot of conversations on the daily. I talk to people, to clients, to referral partners, to industry partners, um, to my neighbors. And I get asked a lot of questions all the time. And there's four that are super top of mind right now. And I almost get asked them daily. Uh, so we'll kind of just go through them quickly and I'll break it down for you what, what it is and, and why uh, the question comes up and then, yeah, I hope it brings some clarity to you because you may not know uh, the answer to these questions or you may have those, these questions yourself. So uh, without further ado, we'll get into it. So this week's episode is the four top questions I get asked as a mortgage broker. So question number one, what is a pre-approval? Now, this question is huge. In the industry, you call it a rate hold, a pre-approval, a pre-qualification. At SGS Mortgages, we like to call them pre-qualifications because that's what we're doing. We're pre-qualifying for the property. Now, there's different schools on this, mainly between what a mortgage broker will do for you and what your bank will do for you. 
And I'm going to talk about the lesser of the two first. So if you go to your bank, not all banks, but most, when you tell them you make $120,000 a year, they take you at your word and they build their application around that. And then they tell you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you're good to go purchase based on your $120,000 income, a $600,000 property with 10% down, whatever it is, right? What a mortgage broker does and what we do at SGS Mortgages every single time is that when a client tells us that they make $120,000, we not only request this year's T4, a current pay stub, a letter of employment, but we also request the year prior's T4. Now, uh, in the case of first responders especially, we work a lot of overtime. Now, let's say in 2021, you did a lot of overtime and you earned 120K. In 20, sorry, in 2020, yeah, 2021, you made 120K. And let's say last year in 2022, uh, you didn't work as much and you only made 110. Well, in the eyes of 99.9% of lenders, you can't take a two-year average on that income. You have to take the lesser of the two. Now, flip scenario, if you made 110 one year and 120 this most current year, because your current year is a higher amount, we can now average the two years out and use that as your income. Now, why we do this is because our uh, software and our, our calculations are based off of um, debt servicing. So basically, how much debt can your income handle? Now, we verify your income because when we tell you that you're good for, let's say, a purchase of 600000 with a down payment of 10%, we stand behind that pre-approval. And the only thing that's left to satisfy is the lender does have to review the property. So that that's normal. That's standard. The numbers are strong. The purchase price is guaranteed, but the lender has to approve the property. So that's what a pre-approval is. A pre-approval done by a mortgage broker is a done by SGS Mortgages, I should say, is a fully vetted application, documents reviewed and underwritten. And the number that we tell you you're good for, we stand behind. Now, along those lines, uh, the second question I get asked the most as a mortgage broker is what's a rate hold and how does it work? So when you get pre-approved, pre-qualified, what it does is that we lock a rate in with the lender we see fit that's the best fit for you and your family. Now, this is kind of like hedging your bet for all you gamblers. We take the current rate. So if you were to do a pre-approval with us today, we would try and find the best product as of today's date. And I've already timestamped the episode due to the wildfire. So the best rate as of August 18th, that rate will be good for the next 120 days. So that means you need to complete, close, and take possession of the property within 120 days from now. So I think that's December 18th, if my calculation's right. So you need to be in possession of that property by December 18th for this current rate to be honored. Now the hedging here becomes in is that if rates increase in the next 120 days, don't worry, you're protected. We have this rate locked in for you. And if rates decrease, don't worry, we're gonna constantly reevaluate the market and we're going to constantly look for opportunities to save you money. So that's what a rate hold is. One of my favorite questions, and this would probably be the third most common question that I get as a mortgage broker, is what does it cost to work with you? I'm happy to say, I think as an industry, we're proud to say this, that let's say 95% of the time, there's a, a select clientele that is uh, the exception to this, but 
nine and a half times out of 10, you do not pay us a cent to work with us. We are paid by the lender. We're paid on average 1% of the mortgage amount. Now we get paid really well. I'm not going to lie, but we work really hard for you. We earn that money. You get to leverage our relationships with our underwriters, with dedicated underwriters. We get quicker turnaround and you get me one point of contact, one phone number, one email, uh, one face to the business versus if you work with your bank, it doesn't cost you anything either. But I can almost guarantee you that the mortgage broker you use today will not be there in the next five years from now. That's almost a given. The banks shuffle employees around quite frequently, and it's very rare to have the same mortgage broker twice. So you don't ever pay for our services. We're not coerced by lenders to take your business there. Um, they're pretty standard across the board on how they pay, but we always find the best fit for you. We, we get paid by the lender, but we work for our clients and our clients' best interests. Now there is a small segment, a small clientele where we have to use alternative style lending because let's, let's for example, self-employed people and they wanna maximize their tax efficiency by not declaring a large income and paying a large tax bill. Well, there's lenders that have a more common sense approach to underwriting files, but they charge a fee to use uh, their services. So it's maybe a 0.5 to one, one and a half percent fee, but the clients, I would almost say always come on ahead with a lower tax bill versus a fee on their mortgage. So that's the one situation where it will cost you something to work with a mortgage broker. But like I said, nine and a half times out of 10, you do not pay for our services. Now this one I could speak to all day long. I love picking um, this one apart with clients and, and industry uh, conversations, but why would I work with you and not my parents or not my banker at my insert bank, right? happens all the time. And when I meet with clients, uh, the first thing I ask them, or one of the first questions I ask is, where do you bank? And if they say bank XYZ, then I'll come back to them and say, have you spoken to your bank yet? And if they say um, no, then I say, you know what, you should go have a conversation with them. And then we should talk after because uh, the bank will not be your best friend at the beginning. But once we start working with the client and show them some products and some rate options and stuff, the bank will try and compete and buy that business back. And I don't think it's right. Uh, they weren't concerned about you at the beginning, but now they want your business because they know you found something better. Now, along those lines, but not so much around the bank's bidding for business, why you would work with myself, my team at SGS Mortgages or a mortgage broker in general versus your bank is that the bank employees have one responsibility. It's to increase profits to the shareholders. I don't have those same motives, neither do mortgage brokers. We don't work for the lenders, we work for the clients. And we're here to maximize uh, your home ownership dreams, your investor dreams, um, any of your real estate goals in this world. So we don't work for lenders. Um, we're gonna be around for multiple mortgages with you. In five years, we're here still for the follow-up conversation. I've never in my home ownership life had my bank call and even when I placed a mortgage at a bank, like a big six bank, I've never had them call and say, hi, Mr. Shirai, um, how, how's your mortgage going? And we found you an opportunity to save $18,000. During the pandemic, I was making those calls regularly to my clients saying, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, I've reviewed your mortgage and we have an opportunity to save about $18,500 with about an hour and a half of your work. Or we've saved you um, $7,200 after 
fees and you need about an hour and a half of your time to do some paperwork. That was regular during the pandemic when rates dipped. We still saw options when clients locked into fix when the rates peaked. And then we had a, a two to, or maybe a six week window where rates dipped drastically and we could have broken five-year fixed mortgages, paid a small penalty and still save the clients money after expenses and fees. So we're always looking for opportunities to save our clients money. One of our business uh, mantras or um, mandates, I'm, I'm struggling for the word here, but every year on your anniversary, we reach out to our clients and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, it's your mortgage anniversary. Has anything changed uh, for your your and your wife or your and your family's finances? Have you incurred any more consumer debt? Has anything changed in the composition of your household? And we look for opportunities to save our clients money. So that would be first and foremost, why I wouldn't work with your bank versus a mortgage broker. And especially us at SGS Mortgages is we're constantly in our client's corner advocating for them and trying to save them as much money and create as much wealth as possible for them. So that's the top four questions I get as a mortgage broker. And a recap, number one, what is a pre-approval? Number two, what is a rate hold? Number three, what does it cost to work with you? Absolutely zero. And number four, why would I work with you and not my bank? Well, if I haven't sold you on it yet with what I've said, I don't think I will, but there's a huge disadvantage and disservice to you by working with your bank and not a mortgage broker, and especially not with us at SGS Mortgages. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. That's the top four questions that I, I get as a mortgage broker. We have a couple more episodes lined up, and then we're going to start bringing on our, our guests for the podcast. We've got some great guests lined up. And again, we'll timestamp this episode. Uh, it's August 18th, 2023. My thoughts, my heart, my prayers, my my everything is with those affected by the wildfires here locally uh, in BC, uh, West Kelowna, and the Caribou Central Interior, I guess you want to call it. Um, I hope everything goes well for you up there. And to all my first responders out there, please, please, please stay safe, stay strong. I'll catch you on the next Thank one. Thank you for listening Bye to for another episode of First Responder to Riches. We hope you found value in this episode and ask that you click the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. And please take a minute to leave a five-star review. Your feedback and positive reviews help us reach more first responders like you who are seeking financial freedom. Thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, stay safe, stay inspired, and keep investing in your future.